Welcome to this important episode of Divorcing Patriarchy. We're podcasting about the rise and the fall of patriarchy and documenting the mad exodus. I am your committed host for this journey, Dr. Maya, La Mariposa Guerrera. In this space, we form a community of individuals in the metaverse who have made a conscious decision to divorce the patriarchy and to choose an identity and a life of thriving outside of the patriarchy. Listen, we are so excited about the fantastic response to the Enri Vagina episode. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for sharing an intellectual space with us. Please click on follow wherever you pick up your podcasts, and that way you'll never miss an episode. Share your favorite episode with a friend and listen to it together because listening to podcasts socially is the new book club. We appreciate your support of the show and we're thrilled to be in community with you in the divorcing patriarchy metaverse. Okay. Today I need you to lean into a tremendous amount of deep courage. You will need to suspend your judgment at least temporarily. And consider that everything you thought you knew about systems might be betrayed by what you hear today. Don't run from that. Use your courage to sit with the information you receive. Because there are tens of thousands of children and mothers waiting for others to join them in a space of truth and activism. Let's take our time to go over our definition of patriarchy. This definition is a critical part of the foundation that we need to understand the logic of patriarchy. Okay, the patriarchy is a complex structure of 10 pillars of interconnected legal, social, cultural, political, and economic systems. These systems are one, economy and work, two, education, Three, family. Four, food or agriculture. Five, government. Six, health. Seven, law. Eight, marriage. Nine, military. And ten, religion. In no particular order. And when we refer to the patriarchy, We are talking about this structure and any or all of these systems. The patriarchy is not a person or a gender. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Rather, it is a structure of power that organizes itself and operates to protect and privilege its primary beneficiary, males. You see, the problem with patriarchy is a problem of inequality. It's a problem of oppression. The critical project of the patriarchy is to be and to maintain absolute power. Both male and female can be agents. Don't miss that. Beneficiaries, male is primary and female is secondary. And benefactors of the patriarchy. That is to say, 
that a beneficiary or a benefactor, it can be male or female. The existence of the patriarchy depends on two things, two things. One, it needs to have agents or individuals who are willing to be in its service. And two, it cannot have any competing structures threaten its dominance. You want to see the patriarchy kirk out? One of those two things are happening. You want to see the patriarchy fall? Start troubling the system on one of those two things. It's like taking an axe to the base of a tree. Watch it fall. The diversity of identities factor into understanding the way that individuals and groups experience patriarchy. And these occur at the intersections of race and ethnicity, religion, gender, nationality, and economic class. This means that the way that a black American middle-class Christian woman experiences the patriarchy may be radically different from a Persian American middle-class Muslim woman. Although the patriarchy has been a dominant structure around the world since the existence of settled agriculture, like all structures, what has been constructed can be deconstructed. Okay, let's play a game, shall we? I want you to create 10 flashcards. If you don't have actual flashcards, you can imagine them. You can also look for Divorcing Patriarchy on TikTok or Instagram to see us play this game. On each card, I want you to write out one of the pillars of the patriarchy that make up its superstructure of power. And then I want you to rank each one of them uh, in the age of the institution from new to old. What are the three oldest pillars that you come up with? Here's how I rank the top five. I would say that the earliest and oldest system of patriarchy is government, which I place from around 4,500 to 4,000 BCE. BCE stands for before the common era. BC stands for before Christ. They mean the same thing. Followed by marriage which I place at 2350 BCE, then religion, 2300 to 1500 BCE, and then family, followed by law, 1792 BCE to 1758 BCE. Just take that in for a second. That's how old these institutions are. So they change form, they change shapes, right? Uh, the way you understand and interpret, the way you know the institution of government is culturally specific and depends on the particular era or period of time that you're in. But that structure of patriarchy has been around since 4500 BCE. BCE, your lifespan is what, less than 100 years old maybe? And you're dealing with a structure that has been around since 4500 BCE. That's a wow kind of moment to think about it from that perspective. 
So when you come up against the patriarchy and any one of its systems and all of its systems, think about the age of the institution (laughs) that you're interacting with. This is a great way to visually see the longevity of the institutions that we interact with and that may be part of our everyday lives. Now check this out. When a woman enters motherhood in most societies, she does so within at least three systems of patriarchy. And it's not long before the patriarchy socially, culturally, and legally reconstructs her identity of motherhood. This means that a mother's divine right to love, protect, care for, and nurture her children risks subjugation by any one of the pillars of patriarchy. But there are five in particular that are common threats. I identify these as law, family, religion, marriage, and government. And I'll throw in the pillar of economy and work as well. And when the patriarchy feels threatened by motherhood, the apparatus crests in formation, consolidates power, and declares motherhood an enemy of the patriarchy. This exists, and most mothers are completely unsuspecting until they find out that in order to protect their children, they are forced to contend with multiple tentacles or columns of the patriarchy who consolidate power to manage and eradicate the threat of motherhood. I want to be vulnerable with you. That's not really my, my strong suit. I'm not going to be touchy feely or vulnerable. It's not my way. But this issue is too important to have a mask on. Too much is at stake. And I think that if I am going to be effective in being a part of the work, then I have to leave my pride behind and put all my cards on the table. There are two groups of people who need to hear this episode. Mothers and children who are suffering, who are aching, and whose backs are breaking from the yoke of patriarchy, which has separated mothers from children. Their children, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to this, if somebody heard this and sent it to you to give you a message of hope, to let you know that you're not alone, to let you know that, that, that there are others out there who this is happening to, but more importantly, to let you know that there is a fight, a struggle underway, and a whole lot of people who are equipping themselves to get out there and fight for you. There are fighters on the front line right now, but there are a whole lot more coming. We know you're hurting. We know you're there and we're coming to get you to help bring you home, to help bring you to safety. We're coming to get you. And mothers, I know that you are in pain. 
a crippling pain from the ungodly act of violently separating you from your children. I want you to hear my voice and I want you to know that you are not alone and that you can use your pain to fight. I want you to fight and I want you to join others and I want you to fight together. I don't want you to be alone anymore. You should not be alone. You are not alone. When it comes to protecting my children, you can just call me a savage. It's my duty and my nature. I learned painfully that an unsuspecting savage mother is no match for a system of patriarchy that has reigned in power for thousands of years before the birth of Christ. And I learned in an even more powerful way that when the patriarchy consolidates its systemic power and targets motherhood, one mother, one family alone cannot stand against it. 12 years ago, when my children were in danger from sexual abuse and domestic violence, I did what any good mother would do. I gave all of myself to try to protect them. And I implored anyone I could to help me, but I was leveled by the patriarchy. It was an enemy that I never saw coming. It saw my motherhood as a threat to its agenda and my fierce protection of my children as an act of war against it. The patriarchy engaged me as an enemy combatant. My children are not young children anymore. They are young adults and it hurts my soul that I was not successful in protecting them. They have suffered so much over the last 12 years. The great Muhammad Ali said that inside of a ring or out, ain't nothing wrong with going down. It's staying down that's wrong. And that only a man who knows what it's like to be defeated can reach down to the bottom of his soul and come up with an extra ounce of power it takes to win when the match is even. That's where I'm at right now. I've been defeated and I'm reaching down to the bottom of my soul. That's what this episode is about. After taking on the patriarchy to protect my children, today, under God's leadership, I am training up legions of mothers who will work together to take on the patriarchy, back them up on its heels, and pull ensnared women and children out of its grasps and into safer and higher ground. We will work together to ensure that the divine right of motherhood is so protected that new mothers across the world never have to worry again. Here's today's message and bullet points. One, the patriarchy has mounted global active campaigns against motherhood. Two, the patriarchy is separating and then erasing mothers from their children's lives as if they never existed. And three, the patriarchy uses the law to reconstruct motherhood. We need this message right now because there are over 7 billion human beings in the world. And of those 7 
billion human beings, there are approximately 2 billion mothers. If the patriarchy is successful in eradicating motherhood, I mean, essentially, they're centralizing motherhood so that they can control it. You risk a humanity, 7 billion people out there, that is managed by the patriarchy. Is that the kind of world you want to live in? That's not the kind of world I want to live in. We need to understand what is happening and we need to take back our power. We need to understand what is happening and we need to turn the world right side up again. Let's get into it. I'm sharing intimate details of my story because I want you to see the dark contours of the patriarchy's project to erase motherhood. But I don't want you to confuse my story as unique. I want you to understand that my story is not unique. It is not uncommon. It is not atypical. In fact, it is very common and very typical. It's happening all over the United States. It's happening all over North America. It's happening all over Europe. It's happening in Australia. And there are more countries and continents where this may be happening. This is a global project of the patriarchy. No conspiracy theories here. This is happening. It's happening routinely. And the patriarchy has gotten really, really good at it. As you know, I petitioned for and was granted a divorce in a marriage where I experienced domestic violence. Three children were born from that marriage. About four years after I was divorced, I found out how easy it was to weaponize the law. A weapon far more potent than a fist. There is no better choice of a weapon to use for a perpetrator of violence who is a beneficiary of the patriarchy than to use the law as a weapon. The life of violence I thought I had escaped from became my living nightmare for the next 12 years because a perpetrator of violence began a campaign that pulled on and leveraged the law and the state apparatus, the government. The violence that happened to myself and my children was sanctioned by the patriarchy. There were crimes against humanity, crimes against women and against children, but they were crimes that were legally constructed by the patriarchy. In order to protect myself and my children, I had to fight the patriarchal systems of government, marriage, religion, family, economy, and the law. And I did fight. I stood and faced them all. I fought so very hard for a really long time. I almost lost myself. The patriarchy leveled me. But I got back up and I'm here. You need to know that the patriarchy fights in a guerrilla style warfare. 
remember that. Guerrilla fighters fight small scale limited actions in concert with an overall strategy against motherhood. Guerrilla tactics involve constantly shifting attack operations, and it includes the use of sabotage and terrorism. That's guerrilla warfare. That's what motherhood is up against. You have in your hands the foundational principles. Check out part two of the Erasing Mothers Project, how the patriarchy uses the law to erase motherhood. Buckle your seatbelts. It's about to get wild.